weird. Like, the tournament, as we approached the tournament, it became this, like, weird war of attrition. Like, <laughs> yeah. You had to back out I last minute. I had to minute, drop out, yeah. And then our manager, who was coming from Seattle, who was just going to come to manage it, didn't realize that it was a holiday weekend, and therefore he couldn't make it. Like, legitimately, he, he deadheads for Delta, could not get on a flight. Everything mm. was oversold. So he ended up not showing up. We had oh, another guy. That. Yeah, we had another guy who was coming from L.A. who got in a pretty significant car accident. He's totally fine, but his car got totaled on Friday. Wasn't even sure he was going to show up on Saturday. Wow. Also ended up being the best hitter we had the whole weekend, but that's unrelated. So just literally getting the team to the field on Saturday <laughs> morning was kind of an effort. <laughs> Um, but actually I will do the same thing you will, and I will pull up our stats from that. Um, yeah, you guys turned out all right though. You did a, you had an okay showing, I think as far as record. I mean, I don't know what it looked like on the field, but yeah. So let me, I, I will walk you through kind of just the game by game stuff here. So we jump into the autumn classic down in San Diego, which was an A B combo tournament, if you will. Um, so each team I guess taking a step back, how it works in, in the um, the Naga rating system is there's individual player caps and then there are team rating caps. And that's how they balance the competition is. Which is cool, by the way. I right? like it. Yeah. So normally for a B division player, no player can be higher than a 20. And I think the rubric is on a scale of 20. zero to like 28, maybe 25, yeah, 27, 30. 28. I can look yeah. it up while you're, while you're talking. Mid to this. high 20s, maybe up to 30. But you can't have an individual player normally that's a greater than a 20. And as a team, collectively, you can't be over like 180 points for the entirety of the roster. Right. So that's how they try to balance the teams. This Kudos tournament, I like it. which was kind of an A-B combination, there was no team cap. So you could theoretically field a team of almost all 20s. But you were also able to have, I think, two or three A players, which could be rated as high as anybody like wants. So we played a team called the Rocket City Trash Pandas on like <laughs> the last game of our Saturday, which they're already registered to play A in Vegas in January. So they're a guaranteed A team. There was also a team that we played in Seattle, the Palm Springs Rounders 2.0, who more or less took their A team and broke it in half and played as two individual different teams in San Diego. So we were playing some pretty good competition from a team rating perspective because there was more or less no rules. So the first game we by played the way, is a cap, twenty eight points. Twenty eight. That's, okay, that's cool. the maximum for a for this rating system. So the first team we played was the Loft out of San Diego and for our team, we picked up one A player, um, a guy that plays for the Fury Unleashed here in San Francisco, and he's an infielder. Very and good player. Very having, good Having, like, I don't know that I've played with an infielder of his caliber where everything looked effortless. Mm -hmm. It was, no matter whether it was an easy play, a backhanded play, he made it almost without, like, any sense of stress. Yeah, And the other thing that I really appreciated about playing with him was every single batter he 
he turned around and communicated to every single person on the field. Hey, two outs. What are you doing? You know, it didn't matter if everybody already knew. It was just one of those things where it yeah. gave everybody confidence. Like, hey, this is what's going on. Like, stay in the game. And Get kept everybody engaged, which was really cool. Um, he also hit leadoff for us. And I was going to say, was more he's a great leadoff hitter, too. <laughs> Don't forget that. <laughs> on-base monster. To the, to the tune of his on-base percentage was... Uh, you know, surprisingly, actually, because he had a rough Sunday. He was 667, but before Sunday, he was probably about an 800 on base. Yeah, I was going to say, he's an 800 guy normally. Um, so game one, we played against the Loft, and it was the one game that we played where everybody, almost everybody, took a walk. And it was amazing. We had two huge innings. We had an inning where I think we scored 10, and then we had another inning where we scored like six. And it was the the two big innings that put him away. I mean, we only gave up four runs, so that obviously helps. But it was amazing to see how directly correlated taking walks and getting base runners was to scoring runs. Yeah, I so mean, first game we were able sense. to win. Everybody hit pretty well. I you know, there's no one that really just stood out. But I mean, here's an example: Howie, our, the guy that we're talking about that played shortstop, his runs created in the first game was seven. In one game, he he attributed to seven runs created. That's what you want. Um, <laughs> so the second game we played, the first game we won, the second game we played was against the San Diego Legends, who was one half of the two teams that the A-team Palm Spring Rounders broke into. And the pitcher that we played against was the same pitcher we faced in Seattle, who just absolutely owned us. Gotcha, okay. Um, one thing I've noticed is when you're consistently seeing pitchers who pitch palm up, Mm -hmm. when you get to somebody that throws palm down, Mm -hmm. the timing changes just so slightly that it takes people in at bat or two to kind of readjust. Ball drops faster. (laughs) Yeah, but it also hangs a little bit. Yeah, it'll hang up and then it'll drop early. And then down. It's more like a golf shot, if you will. Yeah. You know, you think about that parabolic moment of it, whereas it's not going to be even. It's going to be flat up, flat down. Yeah. And then whereas like a back or a forehand is just going to be like very uniform. Mm -hmm. And so I think that just threw everybody off just a little bit to the tune of like, most of us went one for three. The funny thing about it is I had probably my best swing of the entire tournament that <laughs> at bat, and because these guys were playing a five-man, I hit a missile about 295 to dead center field, and the guy was just standing there. He's just ready for it. I'm like, come on, man. Best one you hit all day. <laughs> this is all I've got um, today. Let me have this So one. we we lost 12 to three. We also, our pitcher in that game got injured in the first inning. Mm. So we had to switch back to our other pitcher. So Dirk got injured. Ski came back in to pitch. But other than that, like, first couple innings where we gave up, I think we gave up, like, eight in the first inning, we really held our own. It was a good game. We just, we couldn't find consistency hitting against that pitcher, and it really just kind of, knocked us down right yeah um it'll, it'll so like a perfect perfect example is if we look there we had no walks in game two in game one we had six so 
that makes six a walks converts to 16 runs zero walks converts to three runs yeah. i don't know if that's an exact conversion but i no. see your point <laughs> so tough game there so we then played game three of pool play which was against the other half of the a team um that's a tough draw yeah it's a tough draw <laughs> we were able to win that game but it was a lot closer it was 11 to 8 I threw a guy out this game, which was really fun. <laughs> Shout out to Mike Bosta. I got to do the Dikembe on somebody. Um, it was really funny because he hit a line drive over our shortstop's head, and it was kind of in the gap between left and left center. And both of us were approaching the ball at the same time, and Jay-Z just looks at me. <laughs> He's like, take it. <laughs> and so it was one of these nice, like, I took, like, a perfect route <laughs> and came up just throwing, and it was a missile to Carlos, our second baseman, who catches it and turns around, and he just sees the runner coming, and you just know he's like, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Those and so that fun. was fun. Outfield and we ended up are the best. <laughs> um, we ended up pulling that game out, which was nice. We did take a couple walks that game. We took four walks. So as we can see, like when That's we take good. walks, we score runs. That's pretty good. Defense the whole weekend was impeccable. We played really, really good defense on the weekend. I got to say, having Howie at shortstop just, like I said, gave us a lot of confidence. So we had. He's a lockdown for sure. And having him just at the top of the lineup was really good. Yeah. Um, it just gave us a lot of like consistency at the top. I mean, and it, like he scored over the weekend, he scored seven times um, over the course of six games. So he was good for at least a run a game. Yeah. Um, the other really awesome addition and it's not in addition in the sense that he's not on the team but like having andy furia out there furia yeah, shout out yeah. to you pineapple um <laughs> pineapple. he <clears throat> was locked down in right center field he also threw a guy out i don't remember if it's in this game but he threw a guy out at home nice oh no it was actually in game two against the the legends the second game the game that we lost he threw a guy out from right center field perfect one hop throw to the catcher caught nice. him right in stride so we had we had a couple outfield assists. That was fun. People stopped running on us pretty quickly yeah. after all that happened. I always love seeing that because that, that's one thing I love about all these teams. Almost all the teams we put together is that almost all of these teams have outfielders with arms. And mm -hmm. I love it early in the game when I see these, when I see, you know, the runners are like, oh, we should test them. Let's get a little cocky. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait till that first throw is made. And then yep. as soon as one of the outfielders makes one of those throws, nobody wants to take an extra base anymore. <laughs> always, yeah. I always makes me laugh inside. <laughs> um, but yeah, Furia was awesome at the plate as well. He was also a 667 on base percentage. But it, it's nice to have some, some pop from the left side of the plate. Yeah. Yeah, most everybody else is right-handed, mm -hmm. so having him go up there was awesome. He attributed uh, contributed seven runs also, so he had a really good day. And then, unfortunately, Chris, the guy that got in the car accident, missed the first game almost completely. Oof. He was by far and away our best hitter. He yeah. hit seven eighty-six on the weekend. He had eight Lots runs. Of extra base hits too, right? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. His slugging percentage one point one five. OBPS was one point nine four. Yeah. So yeah, he was great. Um, he really smoked the ball. I have to say he was probably the best consistent hitter. He got out once on Saturday. Like, <laughs> and you played total. six of your games on Saturday? Is that what it was? Or five of your games? We played, we played five on Saturday. He yeah. played four of them. And he, he was a once. monster. He was like nine for ten with a walk or something like that. And you know what's weird um, about him? I don't know what it is. Because he's not like he's a little guy. But for whatever reason, when I see him on the field, he's unassuming. 
Like, mm-hmm. I don't look at that guy and be like, that's the guy we got to watch out for. You know, not to say he doesn't yeah. deserve that that respect, but just like he just kind of is is chill and hanging out and doing his thing and whatever. And then he just goes up to the plate. And even though he does it every time, it still surprises me every time. <laughs> and I don't know why. Like, it's just I would say it's very quiet. Like, yeah, the way that he yeah. Approaches he's not a big his- like jaw he doesn't jaw at people and no and not a lot even of that just to like himself and his swing is quiet it's very just smooth yeah seamless like it's not loud he doesn't have like this huge backswing or this big wind up yeah. like you know i think a lot of those u trip guys like you'll see him up there and they'll have like a lot of like bat wiggle before they yeah. actually get up there to swing he's just very efficient quiet and he just smokes he the just ball comes like, and does his job <laughs> yeah and he does it well so we end up going two for three in pool play um, and we look pretty pretty solid. Again, it's just the, the consistency of the bats is where we always need to worry. We get into our first pool play game, and we play the first team that we played. So we play them again. Dang, and tough, tough draw. <laughs> it's almost a, an entirely different team than we saw in the morning because, like, the dugout was empty in the morning, and then we go and we look, and there's, like, five more people in their dugout <laughs> than the first game. We're just like, oh, man, their team showed up. Yeah, huh. Much, much closer game. We still were playing great defense, but it's a lot tighter. We are down one run going into the time inning, because we're the home team. And the ump calls time. Fury is on second, and he scores on a fly ball to the left fielder, I think, or a ground ball. Like, <laughs> so, so he scores from second two with two outs like, to tie the game to get us to go to the extra wow. inning. We proceed to shut them down in the extra inning, so we need one run to win. And at this point in time, Dirk is still hurt, and Carlos had left to go to a wedding, like a black Come tie on, wedding. Carlos. So we're essentially down to... <laughs> Nick Basta is playing. This is Mike's dad, who's 70-plus. Works a walk to start the inning, and I immediately pinch run for him. He does like The next guy comes up, who I think was also... was Mike, his son, also works a walk, or gets a single. So it's first and second. And we turn the lineup over. And the rule is, if you're pinch running and your position in the lineup comes up, you're automatically out. Right. And I don't know, so it's one out, I'm on second base, and our leadoff guy is up, and I'm hitting third. And I don't know if the other team realized it or not, but it would have been difficult. Like, they would have been a perfect storm to be able to, like, force that to happen. But more or less, our leadoff guy, Howie, comes up, and if he finds a way to get out, the only thing they should do is walk the next guy to get to my spot in the lineup. Bases are loaded and I'm out. Automatic out. So it was kind of one of those things where if he hits a fly ball to the outfield, I've got to score or we're not going to score. So he hits a fly ball to like 275 in left field. And I'm like, I got to score. (laughs) (laughs) And so I looked and the funny thing, and Jay-Z will vouch for this. I looked at him and he's on the on deck circle. I'm like, Hey man, if I'm coming home, I need you to tell me which way to slide because I'm coming. (laughs) Right. And so, of course, Howie hits it to medium deep left field. And I'm just like, I'm going. And I'm coming around third. And apparently the throw was like nowhere near online. But Jay-Z just didn't get behind the plate to tell me anything. (laughs) And so I went full on belly slide into home plate. 
Um, <laughs> and it was no need to do that, but <laughs> but I but it looked great. I'm sure. I'm sure. It yeah, looks fantastic. So we, we walked off in our first bracket play game, which was which was awesome. That's awesome. And then we come up against this team called the Trash Pandas, who, like I said earlier, are an A team, and they just absolutely crushed the ball. I think Jay Z had watched their previous game that they won to play us, and he was like, they hit six DBOs, DBO being a dead ball out. Yeah. Which means they hit their two home run limit and then proceeded to hit six more that created just an automatic out. Right. So we were kind of like, oh gosh. So wait, they batted you, around you, in the you, first inning. You give them cookies hit, when there's no one on base, right? You just just hit a solo, hit a solo. It's fine. We'll get we'll get to that part of it. <laughs> so they more or less they bat around in the first inning. They hit both of their home runs. One of their guys hit a home run from the right and the left side of their plate in the first inning. Jeez. Luckily for us, the left side of the plate home run was an out. So they more or less scored like eight to ten runs in the first inning. For whatever reason, Trepti realized, I think he already knew, but he like vocalized it. He's like, Jason, you can only hit home runs after I hit home runs. <laughs> so Trepti hits a home run, and then I come up and proceed to hit a home run right after him. And then I proceed to hit another home run after that which was a bummer because that was probably, again, one of the better balls I hit all weekend, and it cleared the fence by, like, four inches. You know, <laughs> one of those ones where it's, like, 15 feet off the ground and it's just a hard line drive that just happens to go just keeps going over the fence. Yeah, yeah. So we lost that game relatively handily, which was tough. But, I mean, I think for the group that we had and the opponents that we played, the two losses that we had were, were acceptable losses. Right. Um, yeah. If there's such a thing as an acceptable yeah, loss. Yeah, if there's such a thing. Yeah. But... I think we saw that in general, like we were hitting the ball pretty well. I mean, Alex, uh, Alex Gilletta, mm -hmm. the tall guy that plays first base for two out rally, some of the best swings that I've seen from him, he really smoked the ball. And on Sunday when we played, which unfortunately was Howie's worst game, we were generally in that game. We lost, I think, like 10 to 7. But Six of the ten runs came from two swings of the bat from their guy. They had mm. their home run hitter hit a grand slam in like the first or second inning. He hit a two-run homer in like the third or fourth inning. And then they had a two-run double. Other than that, we did a really good job of shutting him down on defense. But we just had some of like the most crazy plays. Like Alex hit one oh, that was yeah. very similar to this. the one that I hit in the first game or in the second game that I told you when they were playing with a dead center fielder. So he hit that same pitch with a four-man outfield, and they literally had some guy jump up onto the fence full extension to catch it. Like, best ball he had hit probably the entire weekend just got robbed. Tough. So we had a really tough tough play on that one, you know, and we ended up losing 10-7. But we were in that game, and there was nothing. But I think we had one of those where, like, they had scored, I think, it went from being six to whatever we had to being 10 to whatever we had, probably like mm -hmm. 10 5, maybe 10 4. And we come back up the next inning and go first and second, no outs. And you got maybe 15 minutes left in the game. So, like, hey, we got to answer right here. Right. First and second, no outs immediately became runner on third with two outs. We oh. grounded into a double play, which just immediately like ruined that. That yeah. answer that we were coming with, and I think that was probably the thing that that killed us a lot. Is in that last game, we probably I think we had two double plays that game, which really hurt us. 
But other than that, like, we really didn't have anything defensively. Like, they scored what they should have scored. Nothing wrong there. Just offensively, again, like, we just didn't show. Yeah, that's one of the things about softball is, like, you look at baseball, and if you allow three, four runs in a game, you know, people are starting to question, wow, you really shouldn't let that many score, you know, if if you're planning on winning a lot of games. But, man, in softball, it's, like, 10 or less like that's mm-hmm. that's that's like a one run allowing one run in the majors you know so it's like you kind of you have to calibrate your your thinking to that sometimes too because i always i always have to rethink when i see oh we we won 21 to 15 oh we let 15 runs score but it's slippage softball like everybody yeah. should be hitting like 15 runs is not not awful to give up, you know, so. Yeah, but I mean, like, shout out to Ski. So Ski, our pitcher, 0 for 0 with three walks in that yep. last game. Yep. So, I mean, like, he didn't even have to swing the bat to be a contributor on offense, which was huge. He had I a mean, ton of walks the whole weekend, didn't he? He had, like, seven or eight. Yeah, looking back, he had six walks, so he more or less six averaged walks. a walk a game. Yeah. We only had two people that didn't take a single walk. But one thing that was was super cool to see is Mike Basta. Shout out, Mike. I know you listen. Jenny, <laughs> if you're listening, let the man listen to the podcast. He likes it. <laughs> Mike had some of his best at-bats that I've ever seen from him from like just a plate discipline perspective. He walked or took more pitches than I've ever seen him take in an entire weekend. And that's not and his normal. That's not what no. he likes to do. And he hit super well. Nice. He had a great weekend at the plate. To the point where, like, we had started him batting at the bottom of the lineup, and by Sunday we had him batting two. Right. Because the guy was just showing that he had the plate discipline. He was being very, very strategic about the pitches that he was swinging at and the pitches that he was swinging at he was getting on base. So I think he exuded that growth at the plate that I think all of us collectively could use to make us one of those teams that's consistent offensively. Because if we can be more selective at the plate to see pitches, to work to counts where we're going to get good pitches to hit and or getting on base with walks, we're going to start scoring more runs just inherently because we're getting more people on base pass, which, you know, you could result in that moving the defense around a little bit and finding gaps. You could put a little bit more pressure on the pitcher to throw strikes, which has just a domino effect to be a lot more successful in scoring runs. So a lot of good things came out of us, even though we didn't win on Sunday at all. I think we saw a lot of growth as a team and some positive things to kind of move forward with. You know, there also were some some struggles, you know. And I think that there's opportunities to kind of go back to the drawing board and say, what do I need to work on so that I can kind of be more consistent? Because there definitely were some consistency issues from time to time. But in general, I think it was a positive weekend. Yeah, and what was... Yeah, were you four and three? Was that the final record for the weekend? Four and two. Four and two. Oh, I thought you played seven games. Okay, so no, sorry, three and three. We went, we went two and one in bracket play. Okay, and then we went one and one. Sorry, we went two and one in pool play, and then we went one and two in bracket play. We won okay, one so and lost and the next three. two. So three and three. Well, I mean, again, you always want to have a winning record, and you always want to try to place and all that sort of thing, but considering it's a mixture of A and B teams, and it sounds like there was at least three A teams. Does that sound right? 
three yes. A level teams out of how many mm-hmm. total teams? Seven. That's not a bad weekend. I mean, so two of the three losses we took were against legit A teams. Yeah, and I mean, and then the third loss was a team that I think I would say is like a good B team that right. we can definitely play with. We just needed to hit better. Right. And to give a little perspective on that, as far as uh, again the the NAG AAA, they again because they have that rating system for players. What is the is it twenty or twenty one is the maximum for B? Twenty. Okay, so if you have twenty one out of twenty eight points, you can't even play in B anymore. Like they won't let you because you're too good. So taking that into consideration, there was at least three teams there that more than likely all of their players were twenty one or above, whereas we don't have. Technically, we don't have any. I mean, yeah, Howie would. I can make it. That's true. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, Howie's an A player. I I would argue we probably have a couple people that are probably a little underrated, but I'll keep that quiet. We don't need to talk about that. Um, (laughs) Sure. I don't think anybody on our team is protest worthy. Maybe not. Yeah, not protest worthy. But I think if if there was an independent source that came in and they were trying to be as as fair as possible, I feel like a couple of people might get that A rating. Not that it would matter too much because we could still compete in, like, in an because all the A B tournaments are basically A and B, so it doesn't make a ton of difference. But even yeah. then, the fact is, on average, all three of those teams were considerably better rated than than our team. And sure, and I mean we to come three and three. That's pretty good. We have a couple of guys that did play C that are moving up to play B. Yeah, and it's an adjustment. Um, which, in in my mind, are legitimate B players anyways. Mm-hmm. But they played C last season, yeah. and so they're moving up to the higher competition. But I think they're fully ready to do that. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I mean, I think it's good experience. Um, you know, we did have one guy that literally got picked up, like, Wednesday to fill <laughs> your spot. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, and that was something that was probably just kind of like a whirlwind. And yeah. So it was kind of like, I mean, I, he played a great third base. Yeah. He had some like, he had some hot shots hit at him that his reaction times were just like, boom, uh, right got there. it. I think he probably would admit that he would have liked to have had a better day at the plate. And it's one of those things where it's like, you don't really know what the appropriate thing to say to that person is or not say, but we had like yeah. four different people in their ear at different times. And it's like, at some point in time, you're like, just let them figure it out. Like, yeah, that's always, cause that's an interesting point. Like, I think a lot of it too is I personally just, I don't know if it's just cause things I've done in the past. I always have this kind of like, once I get comfortable with the people I'm playing with, I have this mentality of like, it's okay to be a leader. And so like, at meetup, you have a lot of players that are average, some are below average, some are beginners, whatever it is. And so I would always have this tendency to be like, to kind of approach it and say, oh, you know, hey, if you wanted a little, hey, help here, here's the thing, here's the thing, I'm willing to help. But when you get into those high level guys, like, <clears throat> you know, the guy we're talking about, I mean, he's as good or better than me. And so like, 
at what point, like you don't, there's nothing to say. You know what I mean? It's that's that's kind of one thing I always find interesting about higher levels of play is that if somebody has a bad day, everybody else on the team knows that they're just having a bad day. Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like no nobody's like, well, he he's washed up. He's got nothing left. You know, it's everybody just knows. Well, he's not playing the way he normally plays today. Or he's not playing like he normally does that game, but he may just turn it back on the next game. So it's, yeah, it's always weird. It's like, there's there's not much to say. Like, you almost just have to be like, just remind somebody that, hey, you, you know you're ha- you know they're having a rough day, and we see you. You know, like, that's, yeah. and, and we, we get it, and keep grinding, you know, but there's... There's no instruction that helps that, you know what I mean? There's right. no there's no quick tips, you know, unless there's something obvious that you can see that's hey man, this guy keeps getting you on this type of pitch, look mm-hmm. out for it, you know. Yeah. But I mean other than that, like when a good The other player, thing too, like I feel like yeah. when you're joining a new team, yeah, you may have a, a little pressure. bit of extra pressure on yourself to like show yeah. that you deserve to be there, which you know, that can be an intrinsic pressure that you put on Absolutely. yourself and yeah, and he you got know, added to the team, like I said, <laughs> less than a week before the tournament. And sure. he's played with some of us before, but it's not like he's played with that team before. And yeah, so it, there, was, there was all kinds zone, of factors. You're getting more experienced pitching. Mm-hmm. I mean, between what you see in San Francisco City League and what you see in Meetup and anywhere else that you may have played, like very rarely do you come across the pitcher's with the type of control and consistency that you see at these tournaments. Yeah. And so I mean that's different too, right? They're going to they're going to be more capable of toying with you and flirting around the edges of the zone and getting you to swing when you normally wouldn't. Absolutely. Whereas you may get a strike from some pitcher and then the next pitch you're going to see isn't even going to be close and it's easy to know that it's a ball. Yeah. Whereas these guys are going to say I'm going to throw something that looks good enough for you to have to protect. Yeah. And then you're going to make a swing that you don't want to make because you're not quite sure. And they put you in a position to be uncomfortable. Yeah. And I think there's, to go along with that, depending on where you're playing, there's levels of expected plate discipline too. So like meetup, there's no expectation of plate discipline. It's <laughs> yeah. put a bat on the ball. You know, you get to league there's definitely a higher expectation of plate discipline, but there's also a lot of situations where you're like, you know what? Let's just go hit it. You know, Hey, let's not take a walk today. Let's just, you know, if you can avoid it, let's go hit the ball, whatever. And then when you get to like a tournament, it's like, we're up by 12. If you have an opportunity to walk, still take it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like it's, it's like, it's like a sliding scale of, of how, important it is or how critical you should be thinking about your plate discipline and so I think sometimes that that is it's hard for me sometimes to like think about turning it on and off like yeah thankfully I've kind of I've played a lot more league and a lot more tournaments and less meetup over the last few months so I think I've started to slide that scale back towards just making plate discipline more of an automatic Mm -hmm. Um, but again I think especially guys that play a lot like meetup is where they play the most often you have to purposefully make that adjustment you it's not it's not the automatic anymore so yeah that probably has something to do with it too because i know he hasn't played a ton of tournaments he's definitely played league but 
So it's almost like you even have to slide that scale a little farther of plate discipline yeah. just to, even if it's just to get you going, you know, even if you can just take a walk or two when you're one for six previously or something like that. Okay. Now I can, now I can get rolling. You know, you gotta, you gotta kind of just figure it out. And then they know they can't just throw you anything, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's a perfect representation of how my C league is playing right now. Like I'm probably hitting one of the worst stretches that you've probably seen me hit ever. I've never seen you hit like this. So um, that's, that's how I hit during the shark season. I hit terribly. So it's just, it happens, you know? Yeah. But I think that I've still been able to contribute because I'm still Absolutely. taking walks. Absolutely. So it's like one of those things where it's like, look, I'm, my swing's not right right now, but I can still help contribute by getting on base I did throw a guy out at home. Yep. Last yep. game, that was yes. fun. In a in a in a walk off loss, I still threw a two out. At home. We still got got an outfield assist at home. The, the small wins sometimes. It's, it's sometimes you got to take what you can take away, right? You got to take um, what you can take away. But yeah, so I think that wraps up San Diego. So the other team that we both play on is a double D team on Friday nights. Yes. Called Tornado. Tornado. Double D being the higher of the two non-composite divisions yes but because we play on fridays it's half double d teams half single d teams right this team has been playing together for i think going on 20 plus years something like that uh, that uh, it might be longer than that actually. probably is um i've been i've been on this team for probably three or four years one of these teams that's always competitive pretty much always makes the playoffs but then for some reason just falls apart in the playoffs. <laughs> like the furthest we've ever advanced was the semis. And just we find ways to lose games we shouldn't lose. So far on the season, we are five and oh, six and oh. Six and oh. We're six and oh. Six and oh. We're not gonna win. We're killing it. Um fifty seven plus point differential. Ooh. Run differential. So sorry. we've the way it works is because there are two other double D teams in the division, we play both of the double D teams twice, and then we fill in the rest of the eight-game schedule with the single D teams. We started off our first game against one of the double D teams, and we just came to hit, man. We that sure was, did. That game was fun. We, yeah. It was a smoke show. We smoked the ball <laughs> everywhere. Final score of that game was 29-18. So. Oof. That's Anytime you score 29 runs, you have no business <laughs> losing a you game. You better not lose. You better not lose. So yeah, we came out swinging the first game. Everything looked good. I think we even won that game playing with nine, if I recall correctly. Uh, we may have started with nine. Yeah, I think yeah. I can't remember if we finished with nine, but we may have started with nine. So, but yeah, so yeah, solid, solid showing. Game two, we played one of the lower division teams, and can't remember if I was at this game or not, but we won 21 to nine. Mm-hmm. It looked like we had a pretty good. Showing there, it might have been. If I remember, it might have been one of those games where we started out really slow and then finally figured out how to hit the ball. Right. We do have those kind of off games against the lower division teams sometimes. Let's see if I can. I got. I don't have the team stats for these. I only keep the team stats for the two out rally team, but I do have. Yeah. I always keep my own stats because I'm a nerd. So we had a good game against the other double D team, the Honey Badgers, close mm-hmm. one twenty one eighteen win. Which seems like we they're, play them every week. I don't know why. Yeah. I always it seems like every time we show up, they're the other team. But <clears throat> and then we played them again the next week and beat them by one. I don't think I was at that game, but I can't remember. Friday, October eighth. Yeah, I wasn't there because that would have been the day we were leaving for San yeah, Diego. Yeah, you guys would have went to San Diego. Yep. I think it was a doubleheader, and you guys we played both double D teams that day. 
And I think yeah. you guys actually had to pick up a bunch of subs, if I remember. Uh, we ended up picking up two or three. Two? Okay. I think maybe it was two. Yeah, because you, Jay-Z, and Sam, all three were gone. <laughs> yep. And then I was going to be gone, but then I ended up not being able to go to the tournament. So I was able to be there, which I think made us have enough. So, <laughs> yeah. Basically, if I wasn't there, I think we would have had nine. So It looks like there were two very close games, 15-14 over Honey Badgers and then 17-14 over Brand X. So winning those two games paired with the two other games that we played pretty much locks us in for a playoff spot. And looking at our schedule, it looks like we actually end up playing the Double D teams three times, not two times. (laughs) Fantastic. So even though... I mean, I guess it's good. I'm, it's what it should be, honestly. Yeah, yeah. So we played, for example, we played last Friday. Mm-hmm. Was it last Friday? 15th. So two Fridays ago. Yeah. We played one of the D teams. Yeah. And we beat them 31 to 4. Yeah, it was. It, so again, this is how I look at double D. So double D to me feels like. C teams that don't want to deal with composite bats in some cases. Mm -hmm. Like, so the level of play I feel like in double D many times is just as good as the top league in the city. Just they're like, well, we don't want to do the, the, the composite bat thing. You know, you'll see a lot more base hitters, that sort of thing. Um, But yeah, in double D just as good. And then, because D is technically the lowest division that is available for the city leagues, there's a very wide range of team like experience and ability. So like you'll have some teams that are very beginner all the way through, or not maybe not beginner, but like average or slightly below average all the way through. And again, not to knock them, just to show the difference. And then some of the top D teams are as good or better than the double D teams. So it's like there's a really wide range there. And we just happen to play against a team that we just have more experience and, you know, just just a better, higher quality of play. And, again, it's nothing against them because they're out and they're playing and they're having fun and all that. But it's just to show, like, how wide a variety there can be from the D to the double D. So Yeah, I think double D... A perfect way would be it's a little bit more of a level playing field. It is for because higher it's quality players. Yeah, yeah. The the non composite bats really take some of the distance off of the ball. It's so, almost like having a fence, <laughs> a yeah, little bit. Because it's, it's totally fair. Um, every once in a while, somebody I mean, will still hit one three fifty, but like for yeah, the most I mean, it'll part, happen, but yeah. In general, you're giving. A good defensive up, team, a lot more opportunities yeah, to make plays. You're taking 50, 60 feet off of a hit, off of a hard, like what would be like a home run hit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I would imagine as an infielder, knowing that it's a steel bat versus a composite bat, you're probably not nearly as You know concerned. what's funny? Like, it doesn't cross my mind. I don't know if okay. it's, I don't know if it's ignorance <laughs> or or what, mm-hmm. But I don't think about it, and I maybe I should. I don't know, but I think I think I probably get away okay because I'm always expecting the because I played a lot more with composite bats. I'm always mm-hmm. expecting the heat of a composite bat hit coming at me, 
And yeah. so if it's not, then I'm okay. But I think if I ever went out there and was like, oh, it's just metal bats, it's not going to be so bad, then I'd probably get blown up a lot more often. So, but Fair. I try not to think about that, I guess. But I think if I had the the reverse mindset of I see metal bats all the time, and so that's what my that's what my normal is, and then I get hit a composite bat at me, then it would probably be troublesome. <laughs> but the my normal yeah. is composite, and the 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 metal bat is the the one that is the surprise. So. Thank you for watching, everyone. We really appreciate it. Depending on what platform you're watching us on, like, subscribe, leave us a comment. Anything you can do to let us know that you like what we're doing here, we really appreciate it. We'll see you next time.